Self-care game podcast should not be considered as or replaced with therapy. If you're currently experiencing a mental health crisis, please reach out to your local mental health authority or the suicide crisis hotline. Okay, hey self care gang, it's your girl. What's my name today? Girl, I can't, I'm blank. You drawing a blank? Yeah. Well, I know who I am. Who? I am Beyonce's left boob. <laughs> girl, no. I, <laughs> I just feel like, you know, like I'm surprised when her titties popped out. So I'm just she like, was fine. I, I like want to have the strength and just go out there just like her boobs yeah well i don't have a name but it's your girl sent from devin <laughs> it's your girl it's desi cakes also known as des and welcome to self-care gang so how was your week well before we get into our week let's introduce our special guest let's go into our week and then introduce our special guest what do we want to ask them about their week? Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so we're going to introduce <laughs> our special guest um, one of, from one of my favorite podcasts, Cocktails, Dirty Discussions, Medina and Kiki. These girls, I like to call them sex positive hey, advocates, but they probably don't want to call themselves that. But they taught me a what lot of sex positive <laughs> advocates. <laughs> What's all they taught me a lot about sex, y'all. Their podcast is bomb. And, you know, sex and masturbation is a part of self-care. So it's only right we talk about it. So what's up, Kiki? Hey, Medina. Hey, hey girls. <laughs> so what did we teach? What you learn from our podcast? Girl. <laughs> I learned some oral skills from y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, I also learned about the booty hole. <laughs> and things like that of that nature. Yeah, okay. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to know people are learning and yeah. not just laughing at us in our hotels. But <laughs> actually, I recently listened, listened to the episode, I think she did too, the, about when y'all brought the girl on that has herpes, the herpes advocate. Oh, yeah. We learned a lot from that episode. And then also the girl that had diabetes. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. She was very interesting. Yeah, she proposed. She to her. I never she knew that diabetes affected your sex life, and I never. Knew I didn't think that did. either. And she broke that. it down in a real way. But what I got mm-hmm. hung up on is that she proposed to her husband. Girl, I was like, we were all kind of stuck. I mean, if that's your thing. Go for it. But it was just surprising. Like it's rare to meet somebody mm-hmm. who will tell you, "Oh, I proposed to my fiance." And I'm not going to lie, when I do hear people say they propose to their fiance, I want to know what type of nigga will let you propose to him. I'd be wondering, is he is he taking advantage of you? Exactly. I always think that. How long are y'all going to be together? Right. Yeah. That's what I think. Like this is not going to Are last you going to the bills? But for her, like okay, the girl that we had on one time playing Jane with her uh fiance slay Mm-hmm. That was that a one. totally different vibe than Claire Marie. Because Claire Marie was like, I told him so many times, I do not want to get married. I do not yeah. believe in marriage. So it was like left up to me. So I was like, okay, this is a different thing. Because he was not going to propose because you already said no, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now you change your mind. So it is on you. Yeah, I would rather I'm going to have my mom tell you. You can change your mind. 
Exactly. <laughs> I'll get it to you some type of way. I'd rather rub my vagina across carpet before I ask anything. I'm just gonna tell them. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just gonna communicate. Like, okay, I changed my mind. Like, you know. All right, actually, let's talk about this again. <laughs> so, how was y'all week? It was excellent. Uh, I actually just got back in town yesterday. Um, I irresponsibly went to D.C. <laughs> to see a friend of mine. Um, a couple of us went to D.C., well, really Maryland, um, to watch Black is King. And Ooh. we watched it together. We actually all bonded over Beyonce when we initially met in college. So it was really like a homecoming experience for Aww. us to do it together and watch it together. We hung out, we went to a vineyard, we did some really cool stuff. And it was just nice to be around some of my old friends, you know? So, um, yeah, it was a really good experience. I feel refreshed. That's good. Even though I look crazy. You know, you actually look look refreshed. Yeah, you look good. Oh, good, thank you. You got this, you got your your Fenty robe on, you got this glow going. Mm -hmm. You know, I love a good robe. Look like you just did your skincare routine. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Looking moisturized. Okay. Just a lily. So but thank you, ladies. <laughs> You're welcome. My was pretty good. I had a fun, cute girlfriend weekend with some of my friends. And we went out around the city in Atlanta. Um, yeah, I had a really good free weekend. Yeah, that was how my weekend. I had people mm-hmm. over, a few people over, and I cooked oxtails. And they were good. They were good. So good. And my mama even texted me and she was like, girl, is that African food? And I was like, no. And she was like, you cooked it like an African. She Where are y'all located? Dallas. Oh, that's right. That's right. You mm-hmm. said that. Mm-hmm. Did you do like Jamaican oxtails or like Southern oxtails? Jamaican. Mm. It was so good. But yeah. And then also somebody like messaged me and asked me if I wanted to get like a toy from them, like a sex toy. Yeah, it was super random. Wow. Like a company or just a stranger? It was just a stranger. Like one of those sugar oh daddy God. pages. Yeah. Oh. That's yeah. But Sounds like yeah. <laughs> my weekend was not as eventful as everybody else's. I <laughs> I have been dealing with um identity theft. So I've been over here mm-hmm. acting like Sherlock Holmes trying to find this person. <laughs> Dead First of like, all, Desiree, I can't believe that slipped my mind. That happened. Somebody hacked into my PayPal, stole all my money. <gasps> Are you fucking kidding me? I'm dead what? ass. So I'm, I'm You're We're all victims because somebody filed taxes on me. What? what? And I'm low-key like, do I want to like investigate this further? Did you do something good? Because I owed a lot of money. And they put their own card on there. And I asked the lady on PayPal when I was making the um the the complaint. She was like, um, I said, Can you tell me who did it? Do you do you know who it is? Can you tell me who it is? So I can I hate right. people. Right. I, get the I was like, why you just I'm gonna get the money back, but like right. I'm going out town tomorrow. Y'all done just jacked up my money. I was like, wow. That was, you gonna pull up on him? Oh, yeah. that was me. I got the address. Like, I called back and talked to several representatives. I said, what address is on file? They literally filed for, like, you know how it's been on the government grants and shit going on? They literally filed for a government loan in my name. A government loan. Got approved for it. The money got deposited into the account. And so I literally had to call the bank 
and tell them it was fraud. They were the only thing that um, the only way that they didn't spend the money was because they were still waiting on the bank card to come in the mail. Wow. That was the only reason the money was still in the account. But yeah, I ended up um, telling them it was fraud and it wasn't me and all that stuff. But I got the address. But they were smart enough to use the address of a house that's for sale. So don't nobody even of live course. there. She pulled up to the house. <laughs> She pulled up to the house. Okay. I I don't play. Just like how Medina said, like I was about to pull up and be some ass. Like I was, so the lady was like, "Ma'am, we cannot do that." I was like, "Why? Why are you protecting this family? Saved my money. That's when you yeah. that's when you hang up and get a different representative. Because I called them at least eight times, and somebody yeah. and somebody got like about PayPal. You gonna get your money back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, mm. but yeah, that was it. I, I guess it was a victory because I ain't, I didn't really lose nothing. Besides yeah. my time. Okay. Yeah. So, just getting into a few questions before we get into the media oh, segment. Icebreakers. We, we had a few questions, and then we're going to do a little icebreaker. Because I got that from y'all. I'm going to act like a real fan. <laughs> I love it. So, first of all, like, why did y'all start cocktails? You know, it was like... When I started the show, I felt frustrated. Before Medina even came on the show, she and I used to have these conversations. She left me in Atlanta. And <laughs> moved on to like, live her life and explore different opportunities and everything. But I was like, okay, I got this idea. There's no way that Medina and I are the only people who can tell basically our hotels and like be able to laugh about it, enjoy the conversations, and live life. Everything can't be, oh, we're trying to get married every day. We want to <laughs> just be prim and proper, you know? Yeah, so, I have a condom on. I'm, you didn't come in my eye. I don't do anal. Okay, <laughs> it, but, all right. <laughs> but it was like, you know, people have these experiences, and I felt like so many people were so shy about sharing them. And I felt like so many people... Uh, look down on certain things or they would try and pretend or not even pretend but they just didn't want to be open about it because they were so afraid of everything that comes with somebody knowing the details of your sex life. Mm-hmm. Well, not even that you're a hoe, but just the details of your sex life. Because <laughs> that's your hoe. <laughs> so I started based off that. Like, okay, this is just going to be an outlet where people People can be um, open about their sexual experiences and exploits, right? Mm-hmm. And so then it has just evolved into we're sharing our experiences, more people are sharing their experiences, and we're learning as we go because we don't always get it right. But we're learning as we go, and we just want people to be able to enjoy sex, enjoy the experience, everything that comes with it, and also learn something like. Like I said, you won't always get it right. Sometimes mm-hmm. you will, sometimes you won't, but it's good to learn. It's good to be able to talk to other people. It's good to be able to explore. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you a bad person because you like to suck dick every other day. <laughs> yeah, it, actually, it actually makes you a good person. Okay. Another thing that I really important about cocktails and the platform that we have is that it people, women get confidence. Men gain confidence off mm-hmm. of some of the episodes that we have. That's really important to me. When we started this, mm-hmm. it was fun. But sometimes we get testimonies from women that are like, I really want to try this, or I tried this with my husband, I feel sexy, or I'm, I'm orgasm. That feels great to know that we yeah. can help y'all come. And honestly, I would say y'all be did coming. Did they'll be coming. Y'all did the same thing. They just for be me. going over to their boyfriend's house and leaving 
unsatisfied. Exactly. Y'all encourage me really to just stop like dealing with dudes that don't make me come. Like for real, y'all show really made me just be like, you know what? I'm not sexually satisfied, and that is part of the package for me. So I'm just gonna have to walk away from it. Yeah, y'all really did encourage me to do that, so I have to agree with that. Good. Well, I'm still. Walk away from that nigga if he don't care about you coming. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) he's selfish. That shows he's selfish. So I'm still getting used to, um, you know, Devin put me on. I'm still listening to, you know, a newer listener to the podcast. But I'm like, you know what? This is educational. Mm -hmm. Whether y'all mean it to be or not is very educational. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to learn because I feel like my sex life is food trash right now. Yeah, me and my other therapist friend, we've been. We gotta change that. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) we gotta change that for real. Are y'all in relationships? <laughs> situationships. I actually um, just um, I'm I'm super single, so no situationships. Um, you know, I feel a lot less stressed. So. Yeah, I told her she need to go through her whole phase. But <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm 28. Yeah, I'm 28 too. Okay. As well. 28 You've well. never had a whole phase. Um, you know, my siblings listen to this podcast. <laughs> and they're younger than me. We've never had but, a whole faith, but I understand it, and I appreciate you for being a good big sister. That's <laughs> <laughs> encouragement. Nah, I, well, I would say, I don't know, it was different because my, what I would consider as my whole phase, it wasn't really a whole phase. It was more like a daddy issues type moment. So I was just like really wanted to be with these niggas, but it wasn't in like. You know, it wasn't like me going out and finding my sexuality. It wasn't fun. That don't sound like a it fun thing. Yeah. It was a lot of hard <laughs> He's like, that doesn't sound fun, friend. Yeah. <laughs> I've had one of those phases, too. I've had one of those phases, too. Did you just pour some liquor? What is it? Tequila. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Brian said she need to loosen up a bit, okay? It's, it's cocktail. We're on <laughs> We got cocktails on. We yeah. need to, you know. <laughs> so how did y'all become, like, so sex positive and, like, comfortable in your sexuality? The crazy thing is, like, I really feel like ever since I was a child, I have been very, like, sexual. It's really weird. Like, I wanted, I was always interested in watching porn. I was, and I had very, like, my parents didn't just have porn, like, laying out. I don't want to sound like they were neglecting me. I was like, I'm trying to fuck. No, but I've always <laughs> had, like, the sexual side of me. Ever since I was an elementary school child, I'm not going to lie. I remember when I was a kid and I got in trouble for letting this little boy Melvin put his hands at my skirt and my mom like sat me down and talked to me about it and I she thought I was like sad or I was gonna have a problem with it and I liked it like I always <laughs> had this sexual side so when I got older in high school I was never like I didn't have a whole phase in high school or anything but I've always been interested in sex I enjoy mm-hmm. it I, I it's almost like an art to me I like to make sure mm-hmm. I, I do a good job at it and I make people feel good so it was never like a moment for me even with cocktails where it was like all of a sudden I'm sex positive I enjoy talking about sex and being as open as I can about it yeah, and then for me, I will say that like my family is very conservative which is strange if you knew all their business which sometimes I did not fail but when Medina and I became friends in high school it was just like a breath of fresh air because she was honestly, Medina, you've been my first friend who was like open about, okay, I like sex. This is a good experience. I like it. I'm unapologetic about enjoying whatever I've been through. So it's like, okay, so I'm not crazy. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might be crazy together, but I'm not crazy, and it's okay to enjoy sex, even though we're teenagers in high school. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it started there, and then it just kind of grew. Like it was just like you know, stop worrying about what everybody else thinks. Because everybody else doesn't need to have a say so in something that is so personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they're not encouraging what I like and what feels good to me, cut it out. Not to just be like, you know, okay, well, if I don't like it, I can't hear it. But if you're not encouraging good things, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear from somebody who's actually pleasing themselves, is enjoying being pleasured. Mm-hmm. And I want to go down that path and enjoy that. And far too many people think let all these limitations come into the way mm-hmm. of them having this sex life. Don't nobody want that sex. Uh, I'm thinking too much. There's too many words right now coming to my head. It's giving me a headache. I want to <laughs> fuck and I want it to feel good. And I want to do and what wanna, we both want to do. Yes. And I want to talk to my girls about it or even my guy friends about it. And I want to talk about it and I want it to be not a shameful thing. There's nothing wrong to me about expressing mm-hmm. the things that I want. I shouldn't feel ashamed if I'm having sex with somebody, my sex partner or partner or, you know, the crew, whoever. Yeah, and indeed. I'm fucking with you all. <laughs> Why should I ever feel ashamed to tell you what's going to make me feel good? Because the whole point of sex to me is to feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, just getting comfortable in your own skin, getting comfortable mm-hmm. in what you want that has helped me to be positive and just to be more accepting of other people's things whether I want to do it or not because it's a whole bunch of shit I will not do but I'm not going to look down on you because you want to do it it's Mm -hmm. just it's not for me so don't try and push it on me but it's not for me but I I get it Mm -hmm. because it's a bunch of shit that ain't going to be for Mm y'all another fun thing about being sex positive that I really enjoy and that I'm learning is that the more open you are with your partner whether it's someone you're in a relationship with or someone that you just like to fuck it brings you all closer together and I don't Mm -hmm. know about y'all but I really don't like fucking and we can't just lay together, whether you're my boyfriend or not. Yeah. Or it's just this weird vibe and you feel like you gotta go home. Mm-hmm. When you can I, like them. Them. I don't like that vibe. But when you can really connect yeah, like with someone and y'all do shit, like let's say he expresses his booty hole lick and you end up doing it, y'all get closer. That nigga's not like hurry up and leave. He's like, I really fucking you. You lick my booty hole. And now we because they're not ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. They feel comfortable. And it has it's a lot like, to do with like, people rush to leave. They be ashamed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I don't like that feeling. I was I fucking with a dude. I told this on cocktails. He wanted me to pull up the type of porn I like to watch as he was eating my pussy. And I got embarrassed because he was watching me pick the porn. And it made me check myself like, bitch, what you scared for? This is what you like. Pick it. <laughs> it really brings you closer to people. He was like, oh, this is what you like. I was like, this is what I like. He's like, cool. Okay, I'll be right back. I'm going to go eat your pussy real quick. And it was just like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you not be scared. Don't be scared. That sounds fun. And that has a lot to do with, like, confidence and self-esteem. So mm-hmm. I think reason, a lot of reasons, of course, people have religious reasons. And if you're, you have religious reasons as far as, like, why you're not having sex right now, this may not be the episode you want to listen to. But if you are <laughs> sex positive, like, it has, and you, like, kind of ashamed of, like, sexual things that may, like, directly correlate with, like, your self-esteem. And I'm saying y'all got low self-esteem. But I'm just saying it does play a part. It really does. It does, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even like when I don't feel good about myself, I've noticed I don't want to have sex as much, and I like to fuck all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was masturbating before this to make sure I was going to be in a good mood. Yeah, <laughs> we appreciate that. Yeah, 
appreciate that. You, you got the dopamine, the serotonin mm-hmm. in your brain, and we need that. And the wine. Okay. It's all working together. Yes. Yeah. Gonna, That's where the glow wine. came from. So it's not the skincare routine. It's the, the dopamine. <laughs> it's the self-care routine. Okay. That's exactly what it is. Okay. So we're going to get into our icebreaker. And it's just some would you rathers. So the first one is... Would you prefer a cabin vacation or a beach vacation with your significant or your partner or your significant other? Mm. Beach. Right now, beach. Yeah, I don't want to be on the beach. I'm scared of the bears. I love the cabin, but I am going to go with the beach also with my booty out. <laughs> <laughs> I think the cabin is good for the wintertime when it's yeah. going to be cold. Yeah. Yeah. When it's cold and you're in the high cold. Look, it's summertime. Where is it cold? Nowhere, nowhere I want to go. Nowhere. So, I so. Like, nowhere is going. Yeah. Okay, so, dildo or bullet? Bullet. 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 Yeah. Dildo just really don't serve the purpose for me. Just me. I don't even. 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 I had to pay. What'd you say? Bullet. I've never owned a dildo. Really? I've only had bullets. Mm-hmm. We gotta get you a dildo, friend. Well, then you, you just said it's I mean, it doesn't suck, <laughs> but it's like the bullet is better because it hits your yeah. spot. Um, the next one is love making or hardcore sex. Love making. Yes. yes. You yes. gotta, it depends on the day of the week. I like them both. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I like them both and it depends on the I like the connection. There's so have. many variables. Yeah, it depends. Like, if I'm like after happy hour, okay, I just want to have hardcore. But if it's like a night where I just had some wine, come here, I want to kiss. So. <laughs> I'm fucking this dude right now, and he, I keep asking him to get rougher with me. The sex is great on my mind, but I'm like, get rougher with me, baby. Get rougher. Pull my hair. Call me a bitch. I have too much respect for you. I can't do it. I can't have do you, it. Really? Have you tried All to right. do that to him? Pull his hair and call him a bitch? Well, not call him a, <laughs> don't call him a bitch, but, like, have you tried to get rough with him, like, choke I'll, his neck? I'll, like, like, choke him, scratch him a little bit. Mm. Maybe you should go harder and, like, he'll just want to retaliate, and then it'll be the we'll rough thing. Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Throwing elbows, okay? Um, so, short man, big cock, or tall man, little cock? Tall man, little cock. <laughs> you did not even think about it. I'm gonna go with tall man, little cock too. Wow, it's I didn't expect that. I really? know it's short. You know what? I've never. I don't like big dicks like that. I don't need a big dick either. But a big tall man, there's just something about a big tall man. It's the presence. I mean, the, the everybody tall to me. I'm only fourteen. Woo. Yeah. I'm tiny, so it really don't matter to me. I'm only like fourteen. So, oh, yeah, yeah, so five five just like fuck yeah. your whole world up. You be like, wow, babe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this last one is three different ones. So, fuck buddy, relationship, or marriage? Depending For on what? the time where you're at in your life now. What do we have? What do you want? Like, what would you prefer? Would you rather? <laughs> what was it? Fuck buddy, relationship, or marriage? Mm hmm. Is the marriage like you're in someone else's marriage or like it's <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> no. Like you're married. You're married. <laughs> I would love them like as badly as I would like to be married right now, I'm not ready for that. I would I'm just gonna say fuck buddy right now. Mm-hmm. I would say relationship. I'm really 
Yeah. I think Fuck Buddy is the best for me right now because I'm too fickle. <laughs> you can't be fick- I don't think you should be fickle in a relationship or marriage. You need yeah. to be more sure. Like, sure. being in a relationship is like, baby, sure, but being married, I take that serious. So, okay. no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not ready for marriage yet. Unless Rick Fox calls me tomorrow. Tonight. Oh, oh, now, if, if Aubrey Graham hit my phone, bro, it's over. I'm ready. Never even need to do. Well, not whatever you need to do. I still got stipulations. I would, I would say, I would say fuck with Buddy right now. Because I'm just like, I have little faith in men right now. Just because like, they just all get on my nerves. I don't even know if I still like men. I don't, I don't <laughs> like, I don't like women. But I don't know if I even still like men. That was so. my next question. No. Yeah. <laughs> mm, but yeah, that's, no, that's that. No, I don't. I mean, <laughs> I know I'm going to say you too. <laughs> I'm like, wait. But she's like, let me explain. But they just, you know, men are just stupid. Like, men are no. I don't know why we do, what do we do to deserve. I've actually been having some great men in my life lately, so I can't <laughs> jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, like, I can't relate. <laughs> well, yeah. that's the um, icebreaker. I guess let's get into the media segments. segment so first let's just have a moment of silence for Beyonce and Black is King it was beautiful wasn't it (laughs) (laughs) did y'all like it I I loved it I did I I I flew all the way to DC to watch with my friends when we watched it I was like okay we watched this all weekend it was just it was just great I asked my ex-boyfriend for his Disney Plus login. Because I was not about to buy another streaming service. Yeah, I'm going to cancel mine. Look, man. Yeah, I'm probably going to cancel on Netflix. But I did watch it. I just have good-ass friends. Uh, my friend uh, texted me her login. I didn't even ask for it. She sent it to me. That's a real well, friend. Well, you should have sent it to me. She um, ain't no real friend. Well, no, I'm pointing. Well, I got Disney Plus and I watched it. <laughs> and yeah, I, I just paid for it. it. But, um, it but I felt so like I should have paid for it because it was so damn good. I was like, damn, let me just go ahead and create my own login and get mm-hmm. her her coins because mm-hmm. this didn't work. On a serious note, though, I love what Beyonce and Jay-Z do for the culture. I mm-hmm. think that representation is so important. Yeah. And she does that. She represents for us all. Like, I mean, every I don't even think I saw white people in any part of it. Granted, I was watching it. Was it Say it again. She had a butler that was white. Oh, did she? I just love what she's doing. Because white people was mad about it. The world hasn't really included the African-American, African-American in things. We're not represented as beautiful for the longest. And Mm -hmm. Beyonce is making sure that, nah, bro, I'm about to come in here and change this shit. Right. The grills, the chains, the the nails, the swag, everything was lit. The outfits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The outfits are really important. The faces that you see because I personally feel like far too often, and this is no dig at anybody because black is black, but we do know that when you see certain black people, they have more European features, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's easier to push those people to the forefront than it is with people with traditional West African, mm-hmm. East African, but West African features. Mm-hmm. And she didn't like 
put them in the back. And yeah. I appreciate that. And I loved mm-hmm. the sound and in every way, not even just the visual, the sound and everything. And people complain because they're like, oh, Lion King was in Ethiopia or in East Africa somewhere. Girl. I'm not going to hear that. Guess yeah. what? It was beautiful. Yeah. And she yes. did a great job. And, Absolutely. Um, there's only so much you can do in um, an hour and a half film about music, but, but there's nothing wrong with what she did. You cannot always include everyone, but I think that she did a great job mm-hmm. of including so many different parts of African culture mm-hmm. and made it, you know, popular for other people to be like, okay, well, even if you kind of downplayed it before, you weren't interested in it before. I'm putting my name on it. Right. Now maybe we'll look at it. And right. Exactly. It. Exactly. And that's exactly how we feel. We talked about it this weekend as well. Yeah. But on Twitter, I'm, I don't know if y'all be in the Twitter streets. I'd be on Twitter and they'd be pissing me off because I was cussing people out this weekend. Exactly. Because they were saying a lot of like Africans, like Nigerians, um, people from Ghana, you know, West Africa, they were saying she was appropriated into African culture. What do y'all feel about that? Here's what I, I would like say. Bullshit, but go ahead. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I never want to like knock anybody and how they feel. It's almost like when black people mm-hmm. say that they feel like certain people are, are, are cultural appropriating our culture. Mm-hmm. And if they just shut it down and no, and they were like, shut up, I don't care. Everybody would be mad. I feel like Beyonce is probably not going to speak on it, speak out about it. But the next time she does something, she'll probably take something and learn from it. Everybody mm-hmm. can learn something. Yeah. And if, if some, if a culture feels that way, I like to listen. And understand why. Yeah. What did we do wrong? Because yeah. you can't fix it if somebody don't say it. I don't think they're they're knocking Beyonce. I think they're just like, hey, this was kind of not right. Yeah. And I think well, it's cool. And I was confused on that because she included a lot of like the whole album for one has African artists throughout the album that yeah. I've I've right. been exposed to because I listen to African music. But there are a lot of people who had never heard of these artists. And then mm-hmm. some of them were included in Black and King. Mm-hmm. She worked with a lot of designers and in all types of every position Pretty had people. yeah, there was like a just a mix of, of everybody. Yeah. So I d I didn't really understand the cultural appropriation thing because if you go to the source and try to go to the source and let me get fabrics that y'all use, let me get designers that come from this mm-hmm. country. Like I don't understand how people and were like make, somebody's gonna be mad. Yeah, yeah. that's everything. And yeah. then another thing is with the appropriating West African culture that I think has been a long-standing issue between African American culture mm. and West African culture for yes. for forever. Yeah, I was as long hit on that too. Thing, mm-hmm. Is because guess what? Do you know about the slave trade? Most of us came from West Africa. There's so many African, mm-hmm. so many African American people in America, still in America to this day, who maybe have come from other places, but the majority of us came from West Africa. So I felt like, okay, this is Beyonce reaching back into the culture that she is from. Yeah. So it's not to me, and it's not just because it was Beyonce, because I would feel this way about anybody, but. Her roots are in West Africa, so she's mm-hmm. bringing this stuff over, and I think that it says more about the issues that Africans have versus African Americans mm-hmm. and that divide mm-hmm. than anything else. Exactly. I, I saw. I didn't see the clip of uh, Beyonce explaining the meaning behind Blackest King. I didn't see that until after I watched it. But mm-hmm. in the clip, she says like, because I, um, you know, when CNN posted, it was a bunch of white people in the comments on Instagram saying like, oh, if we said white is king, it'd be a problem. 
But when she explained yeah, it, she said that she said black is king because she wants people to associate blackness with royalty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and right, and it's like there's nothing wrong with that, and I and I think that what a lot of um, the people that are angry and upset that are African, that what they don't understand is that when I think of Africa from my younger days, I think of the feed the children commercials because that's all we were exposed to. We were mm-hmm. raised to think that Africa was this place with just huts and people having no food and and no water and, and yeah and. For us to, you know, grow older and be ex- ex- um, experienced more or, like, be exposed to more because of people that we know, that's great. But we also still haven't been over there to see it, most of us. So, mm-hmm. if she can go and bring visuals and bring, like, different pieces the of their artist. culture to us, yeah, the artists to us, mm-hmm. like, I don't understand why it's such a problem. Like, yeah. let people be exposed to something. Yeah. Like, let us rewrite what we think in our head of Africa. Like, and let her do that. problem, I just feel like instead of just being like, that's culture appropriation, it tell us what we're doing wrong so we can improve next time. You know what I mean? Or give us resources. Because as far as I know, Beyonce is the only mainstream person that has brought, like, exposure to what the African cultures and different artists and things of that sort and i'm sure there are like other resources but like bring those to the forefront instead of just like complaining about it like say how about y'all read this or look into this film or that Mm -hmm. film like don't just say y'all did it wrong and leave us like just in the wrong yeah yeah i think she did a good thing because i think that far too often with art like people will criticize everything that's never going to change and that's okay I think that she did the best that she could with the power and knowledge that she has. So mm-hmm. it's like, let me use my platform, let me use my influence mm-hmm. to share this information with people who probably wouldn't do it. And think about all the people who are self-hating, all the people who don't see positive, whether it's because they haven't taken the time themselves to look into it, or whether they've just been told like negative things in their lives about black people or about mm-hmm. African people or whatever. Um, it's unfortunate that a lot of West African people, or just African people in general, feel so negatively about what African Americans are doing. I think that's a bigger issue in mm-hmm. of itself. But I think what she did is good. Me too. Mm-hmm. And it was I beautiful. Think that it was. It made that me proud to be that brown skin girl song. Every time I listen to that, I try not to cry. I be in here in tears. Yeah, it's just so beautiful. The Blue message. Blue in okay. Yes. <laughs> it is. I love it. Ooh, so speaking of Twitter, and um, I also like when Blue was getting nasty with it and power. Oh yes. Blue eating Beyonce. It's like her mama, and she's like, "Oh, you thought I was screaming popper bitch. Okay. I can still get down. She ate the right. Up, okay. I was scared for it. I was like, I'm, I love Blue. I just love the whole family. I just, I love the, just the whole concept of it being like the Lion King. and But instead of it being animals, like just showing our young black men. Changing the story. And yeah. Kind of like the black version of, like the Wiz was to the yeah. Wiz of Oz. I feel like that's what Black is King And it's was. like, I, I don't, it just did something to me. It, it was is. just, Beyonce basically told us to love and hug on our black men. Like she dedicated it to her son and everything. Mm-hmm. Like not to the whole family, to the son specifically. And I think that there was a bigger message and I think people need to like take away the Beyonce. Don't look at it like a Beyonce film. Look <laughs> at the film for what it is yeah. and, and soak all that in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Twitter, another thing came about this oh week in Twitter. Have y'all heard of um, African American vernacular English? I looked it up. 
So it's basically ooh, black people slang. Yeah, it's just the ooh child. Mm. Like I read about it in when I was getting my masters. Um, basically, I did like some multicultural class, and my my professor, who was black, did say we basically have our own language. And instead of shaming like our children for using that slang language in um, schools, we need to like praise them because technically they're kind of like bilingual. Because if you think about how we code switch a little bit. Mm. <laughs> but like, no, I don't agree with that. <laughs> but that's what I, I, I do that think people need to know the difference, like in how to like pronunciate words. I do think yeah. that. Um, but I'm also black, and when you get with your family, or if you're telling a story, mm-hmm. add a little flavor, a little spice onto exactly. it. Yeah, like I, I don't. Some of the things that we bring up in the world, I honestly <laughs> like. Even when I was reading about this, I was like, is this really like a is this really a problem for the, we're gonna what <laughs> like shame i just think people are real sensitive right now and bored yeah, um, yeah. but that's the whole debate that came up on twitter about that because you know people start claiming african-american vernacular english and white people are basically saying that's that stand culture culture language and also people from is it chile is that what you're saying yeah chile, chile. chile. yeah chile or, or did you say is chile. it pronounced chile chile i think so yeah, I okay. think in America we say chili, but they say chile. Okay. Okay. And Don't matter. Either way, yeah. I saw them getting upset about us saying, like, who child? Yeah. Who the fuck does not know that child is slang for child? Child. Like, I don't, that just seems like they got nothing to do with them. There is way more worse things going on. No, but it's been like a whole thing on Twitter. Like, I for saw real. a lot of it, and I was just like, I really just wanted to add everybody who was complaining and be like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can't do that because you're running out of time in a day. Exactly. What do you think about it? I didn't really. Well, it took me a while to catch on because I was like, "Why are they saying Chileans? Like, what is what is that? What are they talking about?" I was like, "Chilean." The girl was like, "Woo, Chile!" Yeah. I feel like that alerted those Argentinians. Right? They were mm-hmm. like, "Wait, why would they, Why would she be so alarmed What's about us?" Like, <laughs> yeah. About What's going on? I just think that we should we should just ignore certain shit. Like yeah. stop giving stuff energy. Yeah. Because that's you're you're feeding into it. Like the first and little Chilean who said some shit should have been ignored. I feel like as black people we try to defend our culture so much. Like we get so defensive about our culture that it just goes left sometimes. It's kind of I saw a lot of um, things on Twitter about um, these people who are saying that, like, oh, it's just, you know, the stand culture, it's just a popular culture. Yes, it is popular, but it is not just popular. It's not just stand culture. You need to understand where stuff comes from. Mm-hmm. It's like people are always trying to diminish everything black that black people, people do. And to me, that becomes frustrating. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. if you want to be a part of it, if you want to use it, whatever, don't try and play like you don't know where it came from or you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. That's where the problem comes to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. shut up. Yeah, definitely agree. So one more media topic. Well, actually two more. So did y'all hear about Jamaica banning, upholding the school's ban about... Um, Locks for hygiene. I didn't until y'all spending that one. Yeah, I think that that's unfortunate though. That is that's their culture, the Rastafarian culture. I just don't think it's fair to mm-hmm. um, 
tell somebody you can't do something because of how your hair is. Like, your hair? And even outside of the Rastafarian culture, okay, so if I wear my hair straight, you don't know if I washed it or not. Exactly. Why people be having I know plenty of people who are not washing their hair on a regular basis. Exactly. So, yeah, I just think that's what it is. And I, I wear my sew-ins way too long. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being honest. taking my weave out. It's, I literally wear it until tracks start falling out of my hair. I like, feel you, sis. It's hard. I know I'm going to take that I just feel like to ban something because of somebody's hair, bro, that's just not right. It always be black type of hair. It's mm. never like white people style. Right. Yeah. They never and shut you down. Is that this is happening in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the government ran by white people. I didn't get to look that deep into it. Right. I yeah. didn't. Is yeah, most of these black countries are ran by um, white people. That's how deep this yes. white supremacy shit is. Like, people would be like, you can't be, you can that be racist in African countries. Like, if it's like a majority black country. And I'm like, no, white people still running shit over there. Mm-hmm. Chinese people making their way to Africa. Girl. They They've been there. Well, yeah, they've been there, but they're they're spreading out as far as like getting deeper into the government and stuff. Allegedly, Acom was a part of some deals and stuff. Girl. Anyways, <laughs> that's the same shit to get on my nerves. Okay, but <laughs> lastly, um, did y'all see the Tahiri and is it Vado? Yeah. Vado. What, what does Vado. he do? What does he do? Is he a rapper? I don't know. He's just a New Yorker. Allegedly. Yorkian. Allegedly, <laughs> I've never heard him on the radio, and I work at the radio station. I mean, he's a New York rapper. He's like, like hardcore New York. Yeah, um, he's like that underground. Hardcore on SoundCloud, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you actually do you watch Marriage Weekend? No, I just saw the clip. Oh, I, I watched no, the show. Does. You watch the whole episode? I, y'all, I, wait, I, I be watching. I don't be watching. Oh, TV like that y'all. Day. I be watching a lot of shit that I would. Well, no, I normally do watch. I don't even TV. watch TV like that. I watch the hip hop Marriage Bootcamp. That's the only ones I watch. I was watching a clip right before we started during my studies for this episode. I didn't <laughs> get through the whole thing. I just know there was commentary, and the, you know when YouTubers will make a video and not play the video, and they'll comment on what's going on. So the guy was saying that you know is Otto wrong really because of she taunts him or so something like that. Let, you me tell you, let me tell you what happened. So they had an exercise where they had to, they put on these wristbands and you were supposed to like um, to zap the person when they're when they do something that doesn't allow y'all to communicate effectively. And like there was like a list of things where the counselor came up where, where he's like okay if they do this you zap them. So of course there's tension with that. So with them they just already don't get along with um, But they're they? married. No, they're no. dating. They're not. I don't What's even think they're marriage? official. I don't even think anybody is married on the Sam show. It's just called. I think that. only two of the couples are married: Willie and his girl, and then um, Corrupt That's and his, his wife. But um, yeah, so they, you know, the tension was already high because of that shit. So basically, because they just don't fucking get along, and Tahiri is just very, like, in my opinion, I hate, I hate to even say it, but Tahiri is very like aggressive. Like she waits for him to do something wrong. So mm-hmm. she'd be like, look, watch, he ain't going to bring me my drink first. And if he don't do it, like, she'd be like, see, this is shit I'm talking about. And it's like, how about you just speak up, sis? But anyway, so she got mad at him. They was kind of not talking or, like, beefed out a little bit. And so she was like, oh, watch, I bet he'll zap me if I do this. And she'll, she's holding apples in her hand, like green apples. And, like, she just throws two apples at him. 
like one a, like, like some dog the nigga like oh, this is ghetto they yeah, like she's him with <laughs> the apple and they're not far apart from each other so like it's a full force hit like one hit him in the face and then another one i think hit him in his like arm or shoulder or something and so he sits there and he's just like wow like i can't believe she did that so like i was expecting him to react then and because he didn't react i think that's where the issue came about because like few minutes later that's when they had the group activity and they're all sitting down talking and she was like going in on him and he just like got up and choked her and it wasn't that long in between the apple incident and them having to sit down next to each other and talk about each other <laughs> it's i don't condone uh, domestic violence i don't i don't think men should put their hands on women however i also don't think women should put their hands on men Me neither i don't think i think that humans are humans People are going through things. You never know what when is going to be that last straw. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're egging somebody on, bro, like you don't know what they're going to do to you. I don't mm-hmm. condone that. Now, yeah. I also think that people have to meditate and create some type of peace in their mind so you don't let somebody take you that far if it's not mm-hmm. that serious. Yeah. Like somebody threw an apple at you or they're talking shit. But you just right. never know when it's the last straw for somebody. I don't think it would have been as bad had he reacted in the moment that it happened. But because yeah. he didn't react and everybody was like, oh, okay, he chilling. You know how reality TV is. Yeah. So he just had like a, that delayed reaction. So then it looked like domestic violence or like he's just this aggressive ass person. Which either, I, I don't agree with. I, it I doesn't agree look like it said. is. Whether he waited, whether she waited, you can't throw an apple at somebody at that all. you're in a relationship with and it's not domestic violence. You can't choke mm-hmm. somebody and it's not domestic violence. Yeah, they Why are they in a relationship? This exactly. Sounds like they don't it sounds like each other. I don't watch the, the show through and through, but it, it's... Yeah, no. not all the couples be like real Fake couples. Fake on there with some man, and it's like, bitch, you don't, you're not even in hip hop. They don't bitch, even kiss. Her, her Phaedra and the guy don't even be kissing. Like, the I don't think they even like each other. Attorney for Bobby Brown back in the day, and he already said you were a shitty attorney. What you doing, sis? <laughs> it's not really like that. I don't like it. I don't subscribe Everybody's to it. I do not like it. I don't think that he should have put his hands on her if she threw an apple at him. I didn't see that clip. She should have threw the apple. Yeah. But they both I feel like apples are far. <laughs> they are. And they like them good they apples. Close. They were not far. So like she was like, like, so she threw an apple. That is wrong. He choked her. That is what I saw. That is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both are wrong. They just don't need to be together. Don't treat people like that. We sound like we're talking to babies. That is wrong. They're acting like girl. Go to your room. Bad yeah. girl, bad boy. Exactly. You need to take your ass back to New York. So, yeah, that's pretty much for the media segment. So, I guess we'll get into the main segment. Okay, so let's get into the media. I mean, fuck. Main segment. <laughs> Excuse my language. Um. So basically, like I said, mental health and sex drive and just confidence goes hand in hand. So we just wanted to go over like what, how your mental health can impact your sex life. So for one, when you think of like anxiety and depression, a lot of people do get decreased sex drive when they have anxiety depression. It could be due to like the lack of serotonin in their brain or it could be like due to the medicine. If they're on medicine, they can take it. But as far as like bipolar and schizophrenia, which is like the manic and the psychotic disorders, they can have an increased sex drive, which is basically considered sexually preoccupied. Um, So these are like the homeless people you see in the street that may just be jacking off just randomly. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know that's weird. But I, re I have women clients that was just like sexually preoccupied and they would just be in the middle of the hallway just jacking off. And it was like a side effect with a mental disorder. But what would you say about people, not necessarily the homeless people, and I'm asking you because you're a mental health professional, right? Yeah, I'm a therapist. Okay, so I've dated somebody. Um, he had some issues going on. He wasn't homeless, but there's still people that you can date who, you know, you think initially that they're okay, and then you realize as you continue to date them, they're not okay. Mm -hmm. They're preoccupied with sex. They want to be in the strip club all the time. They want to fuck all the time. They're not even good at it. Mm -hmm. And that's when you realize it's a problem. <laughs> not trying to be funny, but like it is. And then it's like, okay, well, like, you're trying to put on a show, and this isn't a good show. Now I realize you have, like, an issue. Yeah. Because I think sometimes far too often people think about people, like what you said, you're standing on the corner jacking off. Mm -hmm. Sometimes these people just want to fuck you all the time. Yeah. And those people have hypoactive sexual desire disorder. Mm -hmm. And these are the people that sex drive is just, like super insane but it's only a disorder when it interferes with like their daily life reasoning. activities i'm sorry reasoning yes if it gets involved in the way of them like going to work or fulfilling like the like important duties paying your bills paying your bills that's when it's a problem your kids <laughs> did he do all that yeah. I'm just speaking generally. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then it's a couple other ones. So it's female and male um, orgasmic disorder, <coughs> which is basically when a male or female has a hard time hitting the orgasm. Then it's also female sexual arousal disorder. So these are the females that just have like no sex drive. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, premature early ejaculation disorder and erectile disorder. So these are the people that come quick and these are the people that just can't get up. Mm -hmm. So I'm just and wondering. they're not old yet. I'm sorry, what you say? And they're not old yet because you said it's yeah. premature, right? Yeah, yeah, premature. So I'm just wondering, have y'all ever experienced a guy with like any like erectile Disorders. I have not. I've never. <laughs> like, I've never. I, and I deal with old men. I've never dealt with that before. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah. I absolutely like have, and I absolutely knew that they had some mental issues going on. Mm hmm. Yeah, I have. That they refused to address, so that was the end. Yeah, that's another. Not just because their dick wasn't working right, but you no, know. No, it's just like they don't want to get hit. That was a part of it, yes. Mm hmm. You got an issue, okay. Let's address you get it. Some help. Yeah. And it's okay to get help. And that's yeah. what I always try to encourage people about. Get some help. Yeah. And I've also been on the other end of it where people don't need help and they keep popping pills, but I don't think that's what you're talking about. That yeah. plays a part too. It can be like um, drug induced in rectal disorder. No, it's not a disorder. It, it, it just stays up too long. Oh, ooh. I don't know. That's <laughs> actually good. I'm ready to sound like you Yeah, that means they're taking Percocet. Because that's a side effect. That's a side effect of Percocet. Well, they, they just keep going? Yeah. Yeah, guys stay on hard when they take Percocet. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a Percocet. It was ecstasy. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I've dealt with <la
and I've, I've dated older too, significantly older. But. I have. I'm older. I've dealt with plenty. I hate to. I've dealt with me more than I would like to admit. Or maybe I'm hypersexual. Okay. I don't know. But some guys, like when I was at the cocktail show, this guy just thought he was it. But like he came like after ten seconds, like oh. every time, and he had like a big, he had a huge penis. And it had the potential to, like, really get some things done. And <laughs> he just came so fast. And it was frustrating. Did you tell him? Yeah, I told him. I told him. I was like, you're not, like, doing it long enough for me to even come. And he was like, okay, I'll try to go longer. But, like, he couldn't. Like, he literally just could not do it. Yeah. That's um, unfortunate. To answer your question, Kiki, uh, I think the guy would be, like, 48 now. 48 or 49. Okay. You be dating that old girl? This is when I was younger. Like, this is well, when I was... how do you think old is? Because that seems like, you know, a, a good age to say older. Well, I, at the time, I was like 23. And how old was he? Whatever. He's, him and my mom were the same age, so... See, I can't date nobody the same age as my parents. He didn't look it. I, I, I literally asked him for his ID. The first I'm not even saying old. It's five years. I don't even yeah. catch it. What did you say? I said I know you're not saying old. is five years. Oh no 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 no! I'm not saying forty eight. It's not that old. No no. That well, that was a twenty year difference. If he was right, um, that's an old. When I was, that's yeah. a good age gap. Yeah, mm. and he didn't have no issues. So I'd be damned if somebody my age right now come to me with some issues. I think the oldest I've dated was like. 14 years and that was kind of pushing it for me I had fun I like old men I don't care how old y'all what's the oldest you've done I'm 45 plus uh, I think the oldest <laughs> that I have dealt with he was. I think he was 63 he was wow. young at heart though he has an Instagram and everything wow, wow. did he put you on a wheel um, oh, <laughs> oh, no. He actually changed his life around. Um, recently, I hit him up because I needed some help with something. He normally would always help me. He said, I've changed my life around, giving it to God, and I'm not dealing with young girls anymore. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> okay. Excuse me. He was direct. <laughs> Damn. Uh, ooh, ooh, he had a COVID scare. He had COVID and he almost died. And I think he just met Jesus and was like, I'm not about to play with y'all no more. Y'all using me. Oh. My money. I wonder if it was a young girl that gave him the COVID because she was out here. That probably is what happened. Mm. Oh, that's unfortunate. When it comes to, like, pregnancy and childbirth, like, how are y'all feeling about that? Do y'all want to have kids? No. 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 It's a big redhead stop. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I don't even give you no explanation. Detour goes to Dina. <laughs> I don't. I. It's funny because I always have wanted children and um as of late the more children that i am surrounded around as my family grows i am starting to look at it like i'm not saying no i don't want kids because i absolutely love kids and i think i'd be an amazing mother and i would be really fun mm -hmm. and loving i have a lot of love to give children but that love might just be given to my um my nieces yeah. and nephews yeah, yeah. i'm i don't know i really start to look at when you watch your sibling raise a child and and at first and you see the hardships and how tough it is mm. to raise a child and how drastically your life changes mm -hmm. sometimes i look at my life and where i see myself just within the next couple of years and 
what we're doing with cocktails. I don't see space for a child. I just yeah. don't see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying because I can't happen or anything, but because I'm not, I'm not ready to change that. And I like that mm-hmm. yesterday I woke up hungover and I didn't have to take care of a child. Mm-hmm. I could just do what I wanted to do. I like that I can buy shit for myself and not be like, oh, shit, diapers. Like, oh, yeah. daycare. <laughs> daycare is expensive. As yeah. hell. As hell. Mm-hmm. My nigga. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so a mortgage I'm payment. Just, like, I'm not sure I want to do it. I think if it does happen to me, it's going to have to be an accident. Yeah. And, you know, and I think we need to talk more about that, just like in our society in general, because people think getting married and having these kids is supposed to be like the prize and the goal and what you strive for. And that's not what everybody is striving for. for. Some people just want to be the rich auntie. You know what I mean? And just, Thank you. <laughs> and that's cool. And, you know, also along with um, sexual health, I also think people need to talk about like, STIs and STDs a little bit more because honestly, like, especially with guys. So, I'm be open. Recently, I had a UCI. It ain't shit. Like, you know, sometimes you get them. <laughs> and I was talking to my guy about it. He, he never heard of a, a UTI before. How old is he? 12? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, so nobody else you fooled with before me never told you what a, a UTI is? I mean, that's not an SCI. Let me clear, clear it up. I hope our listeners know it's not an SCI or an SCD. Yeah. But it is like just sexual health in general, like the mm-hmm. UTIs and the infections and the bacteria infections and the yeast infections. Like, we need to talk more about that, not just with amongst women, but with men too, so they don't. Because men really be thinking that shit is because you're nasty. Right, and it's really them that be nasty because you, you probably gave me the UCI. Right, like this is why I deal with old niggas. Like I don't, I don't have any problem. Eighteen babies born. They know like, it's not. Still, let us step our game up. <laughs> I'm not, what? Like, yeah, young niggas do be stupid. They be like, okay, yo, your results came back clear. I'm clear too. I'm good. Yeah, no, you good. need to go to the doctor as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> get that checked. Okay, guys, so. Before we get into a little bit more conversation with Medina and Kiki, we did want to go over the different components of like sexuality because it is five like different components. Um, Just like a brief overview of the five components of sexuality is sensuality, which is basically using your senses to experience pleasure. Then it's sexualization. So you think of this, think like sex workers, media, and of course consent. And then sexual identity, so like gender identity, things like that, sexual health and reproduction, Um, and then lastly, intimacy. The first one, as I said, is sensuality, and that's kind of a hard word to say. Like, try to say that like five times fast. (laughs) Sensuality, 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 sensuality. Oh, well... I guess I just can't talk, child. I guess I just... It's okay. It happens to the best of us. It does. So, basically, sensuality, like I said, it just represents the way we experience pleasure. 
So sometimes people think of um, sexuality like in a form of like fantasy. And when we experience sexuality through our senses, such as pleasure, our bodies physically respond. So this is when people use like touch, smell, taste, visual um, to get like the rise mm-hmm. out of people. Um, so and another like thing within sensuality is like skin hunger. And skin hunger refers to the human need to be physically touched. All people have like different levels of skin hunger. Some people prefer a little more physical contact while others like prefer like none. And yeah, that that's like really important when it comes to just sexuality and sex. So would you say you, I know a lot of people due to quarantine probably experienced a lot of skin hunger. Mm-hmm. Yes. I didn't experience it. Yeah, what's funny is, so, of my five love languages, my top two are, um, where's the affirmation, and quality time. Mm -hmm. So, physical touch isn't really, like, I really don't care about physical Mm -hmm. touch, but a part of quality time is physical touch because usually you're around the person in some aspect or you have access to them. So, yeah, quarantine has been a little, a little testy for your girl. But yeah, I had a yeah. quarantine day, so I was good mm-hmm. <laughs> at the party. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> it is nice, friend. I ain't gonna stunt. All right, so sexualization. Um, this is as far as flirting and seduction, giving and receiving pleasure, withholding sex, sexual harassment, sexual assault, and rape. Ooh sexual abuse and incest media and advertising um so this just represents like the negative and positives of sexualization and how we can you know how people tend to use that or focus on different areas of it so they may have different um, positive views of it or ways of expressing it or negative ways of expressing their sexualization mm-hmm so when you think of this, like you want to think of like from a culture standpoint, sometimes like how media and advertising plays like a big role in our informal learning about sexuality. Because I learned a lot from um, what was that BET show um, with the white lady? No, 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 no. After Dark with like where they play like tip drill and stuff like that. You learned a lot from that. Uncut. Oh yeah, being too uncut. I my mom, my parents were very strict. They did not allow us to. It wasn't no sneaking. It wasn't no sneaking in my house. Yeah, but then like also like the negative parts, which is like when like a negative part that people really don't think is a negative is like when like people withhold sex just to get what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course like sexual assault, rape abuse and incest which is incest it's like absolutely discussion disgusting but yeah so um the next one is sexual identity and i think people get confused with this a lot so when we talk about like sexual identity this is biological sex gender identity gender expression gender roles sexual orientation and sexual practices and desires So the sexual identity circle like represents who we are and how we explain and express ourselves to other people. This is includes how we see ourselves as gendered beings who we are attracted to and the type of sexual practice that excite us and um, bring pleasure. Um, So this does not include people that are pedophiles. 
I know mm. they've been trying to say like that's a whole sexual identity, but it's not. Um, but these include like um, you know, choosing to be lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. Those are like sexual identity. Um no. That is not sexual identity. That's sexual. I'm confused myself. Orientation. That's sexual orientation. Sexual identity is like, um, what's the best way to describe sexual identity? Um, like just who you are and how mm-hmm. you express or like present yourself to others. So not necessarily your orientation, but like I, I would perceive it to be just ways that. Things that make you comfortable, things that bring you pleasure, mm-hmm. and like your identity in those, regardless yeah. of your orientation. Mm-hmm. This refers to like male, female, intersex, and stuff like that. And you know, when we talk about sexual orientation and sexual identity and all that, it can get pretty confusing. So, sexual orientation is like more so like what you're attracted to and what you like, and sexual identity is like male, female, stuff like that. Yes. So the next one is going to be uh, intimacy. Um, So when you think of intimacy, it's going to be things like (laughs) caring and sharing, um, like liking and loving, communication, risk taking, vulnerability, Mm -hmm. uh, self-disclosure and trust. So intimacy plays a role in all of the relationships that you have in your life, whether it's romantic relationship or friends, family, uh, because it's a driving force behind those uh, close relationships because you obviously you have to take risks, be vulnerable, communicate effectively and establish trust with anyone that Mm -hmm. you have a relationship with, um, whether it's, you know, intimate or not, or whether it's romantic or not. So, um, yeah, that's going to be, you know, a very important part of it because that's, like I mentioned, establishing trust and from that trust and everything else, it's, it's all essential to establish a strong bond with that person. Yes. Um, and then also as well, the last one is sexual health and reproduction. And I mean, that's self-explanatory. It refers to like the anatomy of our body, the sexual reproductive systems, Sexually transmitted infections, contraception, pregnancy, childbirth, changes um, throughout life um, span, and sexual challenges. So this component of um, sexuality basically represents the physical effects of our body, how they function sexually, and the components of reproduction and all that. Um, and it's important to like you know talk about STIs and STDs and things like sexual dysfunction and infer- infertility because these are important parts of our lives as in, as humans, especially like the STIs and STDs part. Because I feel like we really don't. I feel like people don't advocate for it. Like it's like such a hush thing when it's like somebody got to be catching these STDs. Like we got to be more open about it. Like right. you know what I mean? The numbers are there. The numbers are there. Um, and I think it's even like being open with your homegirls and close friends, of course. And just talking to them about like stuff like that. Because you never know. Your homegirl may be dealing with that by herself. And you may have experienced it too. Like you know what I mean? And just being open with your partner. That's part of consent. So if you don't fully consent, like, 
you know, not past things, but if you're currently going through something or like a STD or something like that, it's important for you to tell your partner. Or even if it's something like a UTI or like a yeast infection, I think that's kind of important to like relay. What you think? Um, yeah, it's important to to disclose, especially I think as women, we feel like this shame and guilt associated with anything that we experience because like. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about it, us growing up and just getting periods, like I Mm -hmm. saw something, I saw a tweet where somebody was like, remember us being ashamed to even like open our pad in the women's bathroom? Like it's only women in there, but we're scared to like open the pad because Mm -hmm. it's going to make noise. Used to hide it. Yes. And I was like, damn, like that's so true. But we, we have such shame associated with sex when it comes to us. And to be honest, a lot of the things that we go through can be prevented if men also had to be as on top of their sexual health as we are. Because we have to go to the gynecologist. We have to go get checked. We, you know, we go through these various things just because we want to take care of ourselves. But it seems like there is an overwhelming amount of men that just look at it like oh you good so i'm good and that's not the case because he could be the person that is giving you your reoccurring bv Mm -hmm. or or your reoccurring yeast infection all because yeah all because you don't want to tell him that you got it so now you keep having to take pills every time y'all have sex like that's not that's not okay yeah it's not so we definitely do need to have more conversations just around all these components of sexuality because they're all equally as important especially when we get into like the sexual identity thing because child that whole stuff around um zaya Dwayne, mm-hmm. um du- is it Dwayne? Wade? Dwayne Wade, yeah he got like a tongue-tied tire name too but anyways <laughs> um around his daughter like that was just people just did not understand the difference between sexual identity and just sexual orientation Okay, so another topic that I wanted to hit is, I hear this term a lot on your podcast, which is vanilla sex versus freaky sex. So would y'all mind like kind of just going in detail of like what that is? Vanilla sex is just like basic. Like, I'm gonna lay down, you poke me. We might kiss, that's it. Uh, that, that's my idea of it. <laughs> when you are a little bit more explorative with someone's body, with your words, with any sort of extras that you might add, whether it be toys, different loops, mm-hmm. massage oils, peels. Mm-hmm. And when I say peels, I'm not talking about like illegal drugs that maybe you'll use like the taste peels, the shoot orgasm peels, mm-hmm. any sort of extra supplement. Some kind of go me from the gas station, the Rhino 3000, you know, mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, vanilla um, is boring. Freaky mm-hmm. is. Well, I find it boring. Let vanilla me not tell everybody is boring. Vanilla is boring. Freaky is you gonna try any and everything. You're open to the adventures of sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this includes like booty play, threesomes, BDSM, all that. Yeah, cool. I would I would put that in more of the freaky category than the mm-hmm. vanilla category. That's not gonna be a vanilla. Yeah. Okay. I feel like threesomes are kind of coming very vanilla. I feel like it's like really common these days. For some people, but for some people it's not. I think it's more common to talk about it, but the people who's actually going to do it, the people who are actually ready to do it, mm-hmm. right? Like a lot of, and I feel like a, 
in my experience, just conversations that I have, more women are okay with having it. It's the men who start to get shy because they don't know if they can keep it up for the two women. They don't know if they can handle it. Mm-hmm. They they start. To, I've noticed like them being more vocal about what's going on. They are more vocal about their insecurities. Like, is she gonna like that more? Am I gonna yeah. be enough for both of them? Like, all sorts of things. I think everybody can be a bit insecure about it. Yeah. But yeah, you're uh, and Pinky. I can honestly say I'm like threesomes. I, I'm always approached for threesomes, and I'm very hesitant to do them because I want the threesome to be a certain way. I don't want to come into the room and certain people are scary. You don't do this. Oh well, I don't kiss. I don't. I don't like that. Like I want to print print a threesome for my the dude that I'm fucking with right now, but I think I just want to hire a sex worker because I don't want to deal with the you don't know mm. what you're gonna do. That shit is we're or even the after effects. Like somebody will be down for it and then later they want to act like it was an issue or yeah, yeah. It's like bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I forced you to do this. Yeah. Yeah, ain't nobody forced you. You can tell yeah. that to your friend. That's not what happened. Exactly. Communicate and be a good communicator. I would rather just get a sex worker. She knows that she's here for a job. Get her done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you probably trust her a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah. You can. That's she interesting. I've never heard anyone actually say that. Yeah. Because, you know, like, <laughs> like on Twitter and... Um, it just is more widely acceptable now about like the conversation about sex workers and what they do and like oh they you know they have their rights respect them but I've never actually heard someone say like I'm gonna hire a sex worker so that's yeah. cool. <laughs> like, please and do then like also a lot of people are a sex worker and then they disrespect it mm-hmm. people do that or they'll say oh I'm down for a threesome and they won't hire a sex worker it'll be the girl's girlfriend or something like that they're disrespectful. People lie and they try to act mm-hmm. like they're ready for some wild, freaky shit. And, and they don't ready. be ready. They don't be ready. They don't. This is not for the faint of heart. It's not for people with weak knees who haven't been stretching. You've got to open those uh, hip abductors. Mm-hmm. Roll those hips around. Okay? Yeah. Do some Pilates. Um, do a little stretch, a classic split stretch. Mm-hmm. Don't hurt yourself, but if you do, this is not the game for you. It's not. Okay, keep practicing and get ready for it next summer. It's don't waste nobody's time. Exactly. I would have to show up for a threesome and everybody's acting weird. Yeah. Because then I'll bite somebody's dick off. <laughs> I'm just going to be weird after that. Like, whoa, like, what? I'm going to have attitude, but I'm sure y'all yeah. think that's bad. And I'm like, going to check now. I want y'all to pay me. Because you don't waste my goddamn time. Period. <laughs> so speaking of all these tips y'all giving, do y'all have any tips on, for our <laughs> listeners on how to be like more feminine and comfortable with themselves? Say that again? Do you have any tips for our listeners on how to be more feminine and comfortable with themselves? More feminine? I don't know, but more comfortable with yourself? <laughs> I would say one of a couple of my tips are I think that you should buy lingerie for yourself. Buy nice lingerie for yourself. Make sure your panties look good. And I'm not saying to do this for a man. I'm saying this for you. Mm-hmm. Wear your lingerie around the house, even if the nigga not coming over. Dance around the house. Pour yourself a glass of wine. Buy, the, uh, buy Kiki's cookbook, Classy Base, and make yourself mm-hmm. a nice little meal for yourself and get dressed up for yourself. And I'm not the type of bitch that's always like, do it for yourself. I love niggas. But every now and again, you gotta remember <laughs> to let yourself know what you deserve. So Period. niggas know what you deserve. I think that is how women should be. For real, for real. Do some shit for yourself. 
I totally agree. And I also think that, um, well, I think you should listen to Medina's tips. Outside of that, maybe stop listening and stop searching so much for other people to tell you what to do to feel comfortable. Do mm-hmm. things like, think about it. Like, really sit down with yourself alone. Mm-hmm. What is something that I've always wanted to do? Mm-hmm. Do it. Do What's it. the date that you've always wanted to have? Stop waiting for somebody to take you on this perfect date. Take oh yourself God. on the date. And it can sound corny as fuck, but once you start treating yourself to things and doing the things for yourself, you will stop accepting less because you give it to yourself. So it's nothing that's unattainable to you. It's nothing that you feel like you have to wait for. You can do it. And when somebody else comes into your life that wants to do those things for you or do something for you, you're not going to say anything less than what you would do for yourself. And you can stand firm in it mm-hmm. because it's not like he, he can never tell you, oh, you can buy that for yourself. Well, actually, yeah. I do it every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And on Sundays, I do it for me and my girls. And what? Period. Yeah. So, because we talked about being out to eat, thinking you don't know if you can order certain things. And it's like, I'm ordering whatever the fuck I want to order because I'll pay for it and I'll never talk to you again. <laughs> if you cannot get another round of drinks, I can get it. Okay? <laughs> don't, ladies, just do it for yourself. Just do it for yourself. I'm laughing because uh, literally. I just ordered lingerie for the first time. And I was just, thank you. And um, earlier today, I was just thinking, because like I said, I just got over this little situation, all that stress gone. And I was like, you know what? I had all these like ideas of like shit that I want to do or like places I want to go, places I want to eat at or um, a place I want to go hiking. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go by myself. Like, why am I going to wait for a nigga to act right for me to be like, oh, I like to do this. Like, no, I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah. This one can get with the program or you can get left behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just sum all that up, ladies. Do it for yourself. Don't wait on nobody. Get in tap in touch with your sexuality yourself. Use vibrators. Use dildos. You Absolutely. Know, that's self care too. And that's giving mm-hmm. you like that natural happiness chemical for your brain. So, yeah, thank you, Kiki and Medina, for being on our show today. Thanks for having us. And really appreciate it. But, yeah, other than that, I guess we can um, go to the advice column, and we'll catch up with y'all later. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye. Okay, so today we have two advice letters, and they're pretty on brand. So, the first one is from Tahiri. (laughs) Tahiri said, hey y'all, so I need some help. I have an amazing boyfriend. We've been together for going on two years now. And when I say he's amazing, he is bomb, y'all. He was a little fuckboyish in the beginning, but now that wore off but that wore off quick because i don't play that okay sis but anyways here's the issue when we first got together sex was so good i mean i was fiending for it but as of lately his sex drive declined dramatically 
Like, we've literally only had sex about once a month for the past three months. Wow. A week ago or so, I decided to confront him because I feel like he was cheating on me. But he told me he has actually been depressed, which is news to me. I honestly didn't know. I really don't want to be insensitive to the situation, but I have no no idea how to handle this. Please help. Signed, Tahiri. Well, at least he ain't cheating. Yeah. I'm just wondering how you didn't notice it. Well, you know, everybody don't notice signs of depression. Right. You can't be judgy. Yeah. Um, I it, it depends. Like, is he getting help? Is he going to therapy? Has he tried to see, like, a psychiatrist? Is he working through the issues? If not, I think that would be another conversation for y'all to have um, and see what's his plan going forward. But if he has, like, this, like, learned helplessness and he kind of want to stay in that period, um, then you may want to, like, just kind of tell him that you want to give him space for him to figure it out. Like, you know what I mean? Because um, depression is it's pretty serious. It can get, and if it's to the point where it's affect, affecting his sex drive, he must be really struggling. Um, but it depends if you want to just, like, stick through it with him or not. But I definitely think you should have a conversation with him about, like, seeing a therapist or something to help him deal with whatever he's been dealing with. Yep, I agree. Um, I think that it's, in, it's more important for you to be like a support system for him right now, especially considering the state of the world. Like, of course, like we all have our needs and things that we want mm. and would like. And I'm sure you, especially if it was good and you was feeling for it, for it, I'm sure you are missing it. But, um, you know, depression is something that can be, you know, managed and he can, you know, come up out of the depression. So that's why I say at least it's not like the good thing is you found out he's not cheating because this can be something easily fixed. I just think that you need to support him, but then also be patient because you can't rush the process. And Mm -hmm. if y'all's sex life has declined for three months, then it's obviously not just like a just like a easy come and go type of depressed depressive episode mm-hmm. so there has to be something serious there so you have to be ready and willing to have the patience and understanding to support him throughout it and check on him maybe do your own independent research on what uh depression looks like so you can make sure that you you know, pick up on the signs and just stay aware so that it doesn't get to a point where it's something that's, mm-hmm. you know, very serious or where he may need to, you know, someone else to intervene. Um, Cause if he can manage it and you can support him through it, great. But if he does need a professional, then you need to be able to recognize that because if he hasn't gone to one yet, then it, that may be, you know, the next step here. So yeah, maybe get a, a dildo or a bullet in the meantime. <laughs> I was gonna say that, but then I was like, I don't know, cause how, like, depending on how it makes him feel. Masturbation has nothing to do with him. Yeah, but well, I don't know if they live together or not. But I'm just saying, like, if he's already down, but then also feeling like he's not like pleasing you either, that might be like. I mean, at the end of the day, you still got needs. 
sneaking in the I shower. I mean, yeah, do yeah, just sneaking. not out in his face yeah. type thing. Don't go be like, well, I'm about to go buy me a dildo since you ain't doing this. Like, right. just do Don't it. lay right next to him and be like, just pop that mug out <laughs> yeah. and get to work. No, like. just do it on your own time. Just get it without really telling him. And you never know. When y'all do get back to doing what y'all do, you can probably incorporate it in there. Yep. In your sex life. Yep. So, yeah, thanks to Hiri. So, you want to read the next one? Yeah, I'll read the next one. Okay. So, ooh, okay. Who is this? This is. Help me think of a name. This is Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So, she says, So, ladies, I've been dating two guys for the past year. Like, we got a little player. Come on, sis, push through. Uh, and I don't know who to choose. They're both really great guys, but different. Guy A is a five. Mocha, have some respect for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Guy A is 5'10 and 5 slash 5'11. And not the height I prefer, but it's cool. He's so fine, dark skin, nice teeth, in shape, good job, makes like 150 <laughs> a year. Okay. Basically, he looks good on paper, but the sex is mediocre. But he does have a big dick. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I come, but it's just not mind blowing. Blowing. All right, that was girl. You getting into detail? Mm-hmm. Okay. Guy B is six two, not in shape, <laughs> but not out of shape either. He's brown skinned and works as a high school football coach. Super sweet, great emotional connection, and the sex is amazing. Only problem is, I know he can't spoil me like I would like. <laughs> Help, ladies, who should I choose? Sign Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That name was appropriate. Yeah, girl, <laughs> we can't tell you who to choose. We can suggest, though. I, I don't. I guess my concern is, like, why is there a choice? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, do you have to make it right now, friend? If you've been, if you've been rocking with both of them for a year and making it work, I don't understand why you have to make a choice. Maybe she's getting tired. So if that's the case, or one giving them, giving her an ultimatum, if that's the case, or she ready to hang up her player shoes? Honestly, I think it depends if this guy number two does he have goals and aspirations? Because you know he made us be in this building period of his life, and you don't want to get stuck with somebody that you don't have like a bomb chemistry with so i'm gonna have to go with guy number two mr six two yeah i say i say guy b which is guy number two because although guy a like you you don't talk you don't put this man's salary out here everything and he got nice teeth that's fine but (laughs) it don't sound like you really like him for him it yeah, sounds like, sound like you like that. You even said he looks good on paper. So it sounds like you like him because he looks good on paper. Right. Like he's checking the boxes. But that's it. Like it's just he just check, 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 and you just want to be with him. I mean, if you if you live in that life where you don't care, like, oh, I can learn to love you, then go with guy. Yeah. Why not? But guy B sounds like more promising. Yeah. Or black hashtag black love. <laughs> God B sounds like you would just be happier. Yeah. But of course, go wherever your heart is leading you. Take out all the material things and just see which one works better for you from there. If you have to make a choice. Yeah. If but you that, don't, sis, live your best life. 
Exactly. <laughs> but yes, yeah, sis. Thanks, Sabrina, for sending that in. So if you want to um, hear your own advice letter on here, please shoot us an email at advice at selfcaregang.com. Or you can DM us. If you DM the self-care gang podcast page, then, you know, we can read it from there as well for those of you who don't like to type formal yeah. emails. <laughs> and also, of course, subscribe. Rate us on iTunes. Share with your friends. Share with your mama. Share with your sister. Everybody. And yeah, other than that, let's get into this meditation minute. And we will talk to y'all next week, which will be our season finale. So I want you to take these next few minutes to connect with your highest self and spend some time with her.
slowly making your way back into this present moment. Wrapping up your time with your highest self. Affirming, I am worthy and enough without a cosigner. Affirming, I am the best at what I do and I do it in my own way. Affirming, I love and accept myself. Affirming, my flaws make me, me, and unique. Affirming, I always get my heart desires. Affirming, I validate myself. And affirming, I love myself fully. Now take another big cleansing breath in through your nose. And open, audible exhale. One more, another big cleansing breath in. And open, mouth exhale. Now slowly bring movement to your fingers and toes. Roll your wrists around, roll your ankles around. Maybe rub your thumb across the rest of your fingers here, bringing some movement back into your body. And another big inhale, stretch your arms overhead. Take a quick full body stretch. Now place one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly. Take another big inhale through your nose. And open mouth, exhale. One more big breath in, feel the energy press against your palms. And open mouth, exhale. Big inhale, reach your hands high, bring your palms to touch. Now on the exhale, bring your thumbs to your heart center in your seat of love. Wish you peace in your lives. Wish you peace in your hearts. And I wish you peace in your souls. Namaste.